it's time to start unpacking with a brand new episode of the B Word Unpacked, hosted by the ladies of Good Stock Consulting, Kelly Kim and Ebony. Hello, listeners and viewers, and welcome back to the B Word Unpacked with Good Stock mm-hmm. Consulting. Kelly here, joined with Kim and Eb, and today we're going to be unpacking the topic of blunders. Ooh. So the good news is that blunders and mistakes is something that we all make, and they don't have to be negative. If you've been listening to the B Word for a while, you know how much we love a good quote, and I'm going to share a few about mistakes before we dive into the topic. All right, so the first one I'm going to share is from Mahatma Gandhi. This quote says, freedom is not worth having if it does not include the freedom to make mistakes. And that for me is a word. I mean, that's a word, the freedom to make mistakes because we as black folk don't often have that. We often sure don't. just rise above the freedom that, to make mistakes. That he is that his mistake was being racist. Dude. Here we go. Here we Dude. go. I heard he was um, pretty like pervy too. Yeah, yeah. Well, but the great maybe the words, blunder, though, but great words. Great words, maybe the blunder was including him in this um, intro. <laughs> Next one is, the only real mistake is the one from which we learn nothing. And I think that's a word too, because every mistake should teach us something, right? If, you, if you're conscious, if you're paying attention at this point, when you make mistakes, y'all, that's how you learn. So let's dive in. I want to do a quick lightning round first with you ladies. So lightning round. Lightning round. Kim, Eb, I want y'all to share with our listeners or viewers, what's a mistake or a blunder that you made during childhood that your family to this day still is talking about and still won't let you live down. So who wants to who wants to go first? Uh, I'll go first, Kelly, because I think I have two of them. I have okay. two. I was um, a very um, inquisitive child, but yet <laughs> um, strong in my convictions. Uh, I set the front yard on fire. I found a mm. lighter. I found a lighter, and I mm. was playing with it like you know you strike it. But you know, if you strike it too often, that little rolly thing starts to get hot. And so I, I, I did it. It got hot. I dropped it, and the whole yard caught on fire. For arsonist. Mm. But rather than Girl. running into the house to say, "Hey, problem," I ran in the house and hid. So the entire yard started <laughs> to catch on fire until my oldest sister saw it, and she started like running to put sand on it, and she got the holes, and it was a whole thing. So whatever, don't judge me for that. Y'all shouldn't leave lighters around where children can play. So you're okay. What's the and second one? I might be an arsonist. Don't don't try me. I ain't a killer, but don't push me. Right? <laughs> Up <laughs> in flames. Yes. <laughs> and the second one, so you guys know, it's a it's four girls, the Butler girls, and so we will often be home by ourselves while our parents were at work, but we were all into hair, and um, me and my sister Stacia, we put nair in our hair, pretending <laughs> that it was a relaxer, Oof. and so Stacia didn't have a bang. <laughs> My cousin Chrissy thought that the nair was pink lotion. Oh, child. (laughs) They got to do a better job with the marketing and the pictures on the bottle because, I mean, yeah. And it smells so strong like a relaxer. So, yeah, I'm sorry. At least, Kim, at least it wasn't Gorilla Glue. And at at least least you were a child. (laughs) You know, I'm just going to put that out there. At least those two factors. (laughs) 
it must be I'm just saying. Uh, with the babies of the family, because Juki one time, she set the house on fire trying to cook. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she also was swinging on one of the water lines. I didn't know we had water lines, pipes in the house, but she was swinging on it, broke the damn pipe, uh, flooded our entire basement. Um, so that was Juki, of which I love you, Juki, because I know what you're going to say. Stop talking about you on this podcast, but whatever. <laughs> my blunder <laughs> uh, was came across when I was probably 10, 8, 9, 10, something like that. We were playing high and go seeking house. Um, I had the best. Not because that's what I do was hid out in this tight corner. But the problem is when my my um brother, <laughs> my stepbrother came running around, I had no choice but to either get caught or run across a glass table. What? I was safe until my stepbrother decided, Byron decided he wanted to jump on the table to get me. So of course, I I got stabbed in the leg. I had to go to the emergency department. Ooh. Bitches. You know what I mean? I mean, that's diehard hide and seek. I mean- That's commitment. That's commitment to the wind girl. (laughs) That's commitment, child. What American gladiator shit is this? (laughs) (laughs) In the leg. Cause you know when you in trouble. Yes. You know what? I'm gonna be over here quiet. So, of course, my mama heard all the commotion of the glass breaking and stuff. She comes downstairs into our basement and she sees a trail of blood. My, okay. my stepbrother mm. is crying mm. like he got shot, right? He, he He's hysteric, all right? So she's thinking he must be the one bleeding. So she looks him over and she's like, well, where is it coming from? And I was sitting in the corner with my little hand up like, it's me. Can I'm surprised you didn't try to cheat yourself. Can right. please get the robot girl? Because <laughs> when we went to the emergency department, the um the emergency doc actually gave me the suture kit that I could take home. So you know what I was doing. You're like, okay, so I'm on this. Knows. I got it. Lord Jesus. I love it. My um my family can never let me live down the fact that I was trying to micromanage shit at like six seven. Um, I'm a child of the eighties. I grew up in the latchkey kid era. So me and my sister would come home after school together. She, she's four years older. So she would let us into the house. So she was 11 and I was six or seven. I don't know if that's even legal nowadays. If folks can do that or not, probably not, probably Probably not, not. but whatever. (laughs) But this day we had to leave the key because a family friend was going to be meeting us at the house and we actually would have a babysitter. So my mom was like, okay, Kelly, I want you to leave a, uh, leave the key under the mat for Miss so-and-so so she can come into the house. I said, cool, my butt. I wrote a sign that said, the key is under the there mat. I drew an arrow that no. pointed down no. and then it had an illustration of the mat and a key with the arrows pointing to it. Just my in case you like, can't read. Just in case, my family's like, you mean to say, the whole time you was at school, there was a big, sign on the door that said all these welcome please yes, come, come on robert like, come, come in, get it come <laughs> in the house detail orientation you know it, look I, at I that, got it honest y'all look at that yeah. and you were working in dni for a long time making sure that everyone that the sign is accessible for all learning types and reading styles arrows <laughs> and styles and yeah they don't let me live the stand to today they're like oh ain't God. no much um, uh, those stories those stories tell so much about y'all still 
okay? And now that we have shared some of these childhood <laughs> mistakes with our BPAC friends, y'all, let's get ready to share even more with them because it's time to head over to the B side. Side, side. Let's do it. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the B side. side. Now, I'm a data person. So I want to kick off this B-side with a little exploration about the science of mistakes, because that's something we should learn about this, right? So a psychologist, Jason Moser, studied the neural mechanism that operate in people's brains when they make mistakes. And Moser mm-hmm. found that this, this fascinating thing that when we make a mistake, literally synapses fire. Like your brain tries to learn the pattern of what caused you to make that mistake in the first place, right? And so Moser found that when people make a mistake that the brain has two potential responses. The first is called an ERN response. What is that? That is the increased electrical activity that is thought to occur when the brain experiences a conflict between a correct response and an error. Basically, your brain knows something was not right. Now, interestingly, this brain activity occurs whether or not the person is making the response if they know that they actually made the error, which is crazy to me because that makes me feel like we got like multiple people in our brains. Like, Girl, hello. <laughs> hello. One is like, you being dumb right now and they're not telling the other one. So mm-hmm. now, the second response is called the P, right? The PE. It is a brain signal thought to reflect conscious attention to mistakes, right? So this is when you know that you shouldn't have been setting fire mm-hmm. to the grass. Right? Listen, listen. <laughs> don't talk about my past. <laughs> it's a growing experience. This happens when there is awareness that an error has been made and the conscious attention is paid to mm-hmm. the error. So interestingly, Moser's study shows that we don't even have to be aware we have made a mistake for the brain sparks to occur. And this and other neurological research on the brain and mistakes is hugely important for teachers for y'all's parents with them mm-hmm. kids out there trying to literally set booby traps for y'all to not make it, right? Um, yep. It tells us that making a mistake is a very good thing, potentially. So what do y'all think about this? This, this whole ERN versus PE? My son lives in the ERN. He makes mistakes all the time. He's very comfortable with it. Nothing, nothing Girl. changes. It's, it's just like an involuntary, involuntary reflex. Um, but I feel like, I don't know if it's my anxiety, but I live in that, what, P reflex? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm always thinking of what could go wrong, might go wrong, did go wrong. Always self-reflecting on how to do it different, why I should do it different. I, I literally, after every day, like if I'm not in the car, in the shower, I'm replaying the day. Who did I talk to? Who did I exchange thoughts with? Who do I need to go back and apologize to? Like it's, it's, it's manic, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wonder if I'm conditioned to do that because of just life. You know what I mean? Like we said at the top of the call, we don't really get the freedoms all the time yep. to make mistakes. And so I've conditioned myself to um, try so very hard not to make mistakes. So if I mess up and I feel like I messed up, best believe fix it. I am not doing it again because yep. I hate that feeling in my gut. I do too, girl. I mean, what you just said about not having the freedom to make mistakes, that breaks my heart significantly when I think about our kids. Like, I feel like oftentimes black and brown kids are just held to standards of being, especially when we're out in public, like you gotta, it's almost like they have to be little robots and just be like at attention and silent and perfectly, you know, mannered and behaved and not kids are seen, like not six. heard. Yeah. And I just wish that we would let our kids just 
make mistakes. You know, like he gonna run into the wall and bump his head and feel like, oh, that's not a good feeling. Maybe I'm not gonna do that again. I'm not gonna run across across that glass table again because I'll get a shard in my shin or my ankle. Like, I think we need to let our kids make more mistakes. I just wish that we as a people would loosen up. I mean, it speaks to what you just said, Kim, if we could relax into it a little bit because there's so much learning in those mistakes that you, that you make. And I, what about you, Ev? I really do think it's because it's not safe for us to, to do that. Like the other day, I literally was paying attention to people when they cross the road. You know, when the sign comes on with the little man that says it's mm-hmm. time for you to walk or stop. And I was just shocked at how many young white people didn't look both ways. Are they walking and texting? Not even texting, just walking. Just like, walking? I was like, aren't you nervous? Um, like. And that, again, it's that level of always worrying and thinking Mm -hmm. what has the potential to happen, that I got to look both ways. I got to make sure that, let me look in the eye, make sure you see me and you see me. But there are some people that just literally don't breathe. Yeah, it almost goes back to the conversation we had. I think one day, was it me and you? We were talking about just the freedom to be. Mm-hmm. You just want to wake up and just be, be whomever you decide you want to be that day without fear of repercussion or consequence. You just want to be. Mm-hmm. And if we can't wake up and be, hopefully we're doing all this so our kids can wake up and just be. Be. Right. That's powerful, Kim. Just be. That's powerful. Well, y'all, y'all know we're working with our clients and we often encourage them to be and not only to be, (laughs) but to be brave, to take some risk and to fail forward. Right. We hear that all the time. We think of um, white men. They always get the opportunity to fail forward in whatever they do. But so often women and people of color color and other marginalized groups, we just don't get that opportunity. Mm -hmm. So Kelly has a quote that she shared before that says, anyone who has never made a mistake has never tried anything new. Mm -hmm. Anyone Mm -hmm. who has never made a mistake has never tried anything new. So when I was first starting out professionally, I was really terrified of making mistakes at work. Like I told y'all that, right? Still to this, <laughs> not so much still to this day, but I'm still very conscious of it. They Girl. cannot be defined by those blunders. In fact, um, I did a speaking engagement at, at at Benedict one day or for some students. And I made a comment to make it sound like Benedict wasn't like the same caliber as USC. And that was so not my intention. And I, I know I kicked myself in the ass for that for at least two years. Yes. At least two years. It haunts you. It replays in your mind, right? It does. It does. But I've grown quite a bit since then. Thank you very much. Hello, therapy. Um, And want to walk through some of those simple steps with y'all just to take. So when you make a mistake at work or even personally, give yourself an opportunity to unpack this even further. So Mm -hmm. first things first, I would suggest that you just admit your mistake and not just admit to yourself in your head, but say it out loud. If that means in the mirror, in the car, share it with a friend. Because as soon as you discover that something went awry, you can immediately start to fix it. And that means fix it with your boss, fix it with your friend, fix it with your husband, fix it with whomever. But you got to speak it if you want to fix it. Y'all want to speak to that? Keep going, girl. Keep Keep going. going? Okay. Mm -hmm. Secondly, I'm going to suggest that you guys present your plan to correct the error. So if you present it to your boss, if, it, if you present it to your friend, let them know what you plan to do to work through it because it's nothing for you to say, oh, I'm sorry I did that. And you said, well, I'm working on it myself, but we both were affected in this. So we both mm-hmm. need to know what's going to be the plan to fix it, right? It's I like that. 
I like there. That. The third thing I would suggest don't don't point fingers. This is not the time for blame. You know what I mean? We all make the mistakes. We already said that. So just accept it. Let it go. You know, we, we want to take all the credit when things happen well, but we got to take the blame when the shit goes awry. OK, Girl. so if you want balance, figure out how that works. But don't don't worry about placing blame. It, it won't get us anywhere. In fact, it's nope. just a roadblock. Right. The fourth thing of five. So this is number four. Just apologize. Give yourself some space and grace. Accept that it happens, but apologize and let it go. Get up off don't, yourself. Don't, two years later, don't beat yourself up don't, about the don't. one error that you made and what was probably a kick butt speech. Yes, it's yes. true. We do, We all do that, Kim. We, we do all it. do that. We do it. But you got it just the same way you apologize to someone else and want them to let it go. Apologize to yourself and mm-hmm. let it go. And then last thing, if possible, correct the mistake on your own time. Sometimes you need some time to unpack whatever it is. And and usually the more sensitive or triggering it was, like if it was a response to something, Mm -hmm. you need a little bit more time. So again, give yourself that space and grace. What y'all think about those five? I love it. I mean, I I love it too. Right. I think the biggest thing is, is literally allowing yourself to be human. That's the biggest problem. I think a, a lot is that we expect ourselves to be these perfect beings that, mm-hmm. that we are, our emotions are always in line with our our brain um, that we don't lose control. It's like you're a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ab, you talk about mistakes, but you're a, you're a whole doctor, a medical doctor. Mm-hmm. No, we don't want you making mistakes. You and airline pilot pilots we don't want yeah. you to make a mistake. Those are the two professions that. Perfection is pretty high up on that scale of importance. Yeah. How do you manage that? You manage it by, for one, I mean, there's a lot of pressure. And to be honest with you, every year, 300 to 400 physicians commit suicide a year. Mm -hmm. I can imagine. It never gets talked about. But that amount of pressure on you being responsible for someone else's life and perfection being the expectation um, not a, not a, oh, let's give you a certificate because you've done a great job. It's like, no, actually, you're supposed to do this level of work at all times. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot, but it it does cause you to be, um, like when, when, when I was having a hard time thinking about blunders because literally you have to think through steps A, B, C, and D of what will happen and try to prevent those. And and I think that's how I've been since I was a kid. Like, for instance, with that little glass table, I would have made it if Byron <laughs> decided to jump and not take into consideration his weight and velocity. But anyway, but um, but it really is one of those things that you you think about every separate process before it has potential to happen. Um, and it makes you a little bit risk averse. Um, yeah. and I think if you mm-hmm. think who doesn't think of of plan A, B, C, and D and cannot list that out to you in the um, pre-op before they take you back, don't let that person put you to sleep. Because I need you to consider what's the worst case scenario and have answers for what you're going to do for it and not in the moment. But um, but that being the case, I think in life, Juki, my little sister, who is a principal, um, she gave me one of the best lessons one day when I went to, to her school for career day for her kids. And there were mm-hmm. two kids who were over there fighting. And, um, and she used to have them stand in a corner together and they would have to say, is this a big problem or a little problem? 
and what's my solution? Mm-hmm. And when I heard these little kids saying that, I was like, wait, hold on a second. Is That's a word. A yes. Word? Is this a big problem or a little problem? And what's my solution for it? Because if it's a little problem, let that shit go. Now, the little right. kids, mm-hmm. but let it go. But if it is a big problem, you can't stay stuck on the problem. What's my solution to remedy this, this issue? And that way, it doesn't linger on for years in your life mm-hmm. right now. You know, if I said something that was that was of an issue and I need to correct that, then let me go ahead and say it either right now or send a message or do another speech where I really try to make that right. But then let that energy let it go. Let it go. Kelly, what about? Yeah, I was going to ask about you, Kelly, because you've always been a high achiever. I've always been a high achiever. and, And my the mistake I made professionally gets back to Ebony's comment about just allowing yourself to be human. So when I had my associate Peace Corps director gig, I was young, I was 31. The people who were in the administration over there, most of them were in their 50s and 60s. I was a woman. It was a heavily male-dominated environment. It's a very patriarchal culture. You know, the women over there wear long skirts to their ankles. Like, it's, it's very patriarchal and conservative. And so I went in there like, boom, I'm going to just like bang this out. They're going to respect me. I'm going to do everything right. And so every meeting I was just hitting them with like bullets and agendas and these are the outcomes. And like, I was like, y'all know, y'all know how I can get. And one of my coworkers took me to the side and she was a woman who was on the training team and was just like, I want to let you know that the people at the ministry of health, they think that you're really capable, but they feel like they don't know who you are and that you don't care about the work. And so in Samoan culture, at meetings, which y'all, I saw this and I participated in it, but I didn't replicate it. They start the meetings with tea and like little cookies or cakes or whatever. And then they start the meetings with conversations about, tell me about your family. Like it's an integral part of the meeting. Like the, if the meeting's an hour, 20 minutes is going to be tea, coffee, cookies, and just like conversation about who we are as people. And despite the fact that I saw this at every single meeting I went to, I was just like, boom, let's do this work. Not Not today. today. Not today. We are going to hit our goals and objectives and like leave here with a plan. And so that had, girl, girl. So I mean, like, what the hell? Like, what the hell? We, we drinking tea and eating biscuits? Like, oh, what, put that is, damn put that damn what is happening right now? But it really was a, A, I thank that sister for pulling me to the side and saying mm-hmm. that so that I could course correct. And so now, as y'all know, you know, every professional meeting, I do try to engage with relationship because nothing can happen unless we're in relationship with the people that we work with. And you don't know. I mean, I need to know you have a kid or a dog or what you care about, or you play guitar or you love Bob Marley or whatever the case may be. I need to know these things so we can work together. Um, So I think that was probably my biggest mistake. Just, just ramming into the work way too fast. Way too fast. I think that that connection building, it builds accountability too. You don't, you don't realize it, but indirectly it builds Mm -hmm. connection to the work and then you yep. I have to perform because this is someone who I'm accountable to. But if you don't know the person, then I'm not accountable to you. And I don't, I don't care about your expectations. Right. But you exactly. said something else, Kelly, that I really appreciate is that someone pulled you to the side. Yep. What I hate most. So with the, with the failed speech to the kids, 
there was an older black man that pulled me to the side and he was like, let me tell you what you said. And I know you didn't mean it, but let me just give you this teaching moment. And so often I think that we don't do that with each other. Mm-hmm. When we see another, especially another woman or another mm-hmm. black or brown woman, when we see them and we know their potential, but they may have messed up or yep. we, we go and talk about it with everybody else. But not with them. Go, and not Girl. with them. And I absolutely hate that for us because that's the only way that we will be our greatest selves because iron will sharpen iron. So if you're ever in community with another awesome woman, especially especially another awesome black woman, and you see her fall or you see her slip showing, let her know her slip is showing. You know yes. what I mean? Otherwise, it's a missed opportunity for all of us, y'all. I love that, Kim. I love that, Kim. So y'all, listeners, we have explored some of our own mistakes, but clearly we are not alone in making them. Sports figures, political uh, figures, actors, celebrities, musicians, you name it. People in the public eye make these blunders all the time and they bounce back from them in various ways. So think about Mel Gibson and Paula Deen and their racist asses. Um, Olympic splinter, uh, splinter, Olympic sprinter, Flojo. She was like one of my childhood heroes, y'all. The outfits. The nails. I mean, her outfits were so fly. Um, The recent use of the N-word by that country singer Morgan Wallen, his sales have skyrocketed since he was dropped from his label. Let's just just noodle on that, America. His scales have... His scales have skyrocketed. Um, I don't know if y'all remember Kim Kardashian launched her shapewear and she called it kimono. And the Japanese folks were very swiftly like, no, ma'am. That is cultural appropriation. What you talking about kimono for your um, little bodysuits? No, ma'am. The list, y'all, the list is endless. I could go on and on and on. So I'm curious, what mistake has a public figure made that stands out to you most? And what's your take on how they addressed that mistake that they made? Um, Ed, why don't you kick us off? That's what I'm talking about with that raggedy ass um, Donald Trump. Uh-huh. Because if, if someone uh-huh. wandered life and fumbled life, um, being literally handed a silver spoon and failed forward mm. <laughs> multiple times, <laughs> bankruptcies after sex scandals, after I mean, literally working with the Russian mob, like officers yeah. out in the open, failing mm-hmm. forward to the presidency, incited an insurrection. Uh-huh on our building and yet still is not in jail and yet still raising millions of dollars from donations of people telling them that he's going to run again. That's the blunder of all Mm. of us. I'm not sure will ever be matched by anyone. He is the blunder. He He is is the blunder. He is the blunder. Uh, I have a lighter one. What's yours? Y'all remember when Michelle fell on 106 in part? No, you're going here. Michelle of Destiny's Child. Do y'all remember? Why y'all gonna let Michelle? Do y'all, do y'all remember? Y'all no. can't let Michelle live. Let Michelle live, Kim. <laughs> yeah, that was classic. Because I feel like Beyonce and Kelly were life lessons in that moment. Okay. It was like, which sister are you? Are you the sister that's always falling and clumsy and <laughs> tripping up? Are you the sister that's like, oh no, I don't even see that. And I'm about to stay on my game. And poor Kelly, she looked like she wanted to stop and help, but like she paused and it's like, but I'm sorry, I got to get back to work. I'm going to keep going. I got to keep going. I got to keep, but y'all Beyonce didn't miss a step. Girl. Like I see it out the corner of my eyes, but y'all better get that shit together. Uh-uh. <laughs> 
and three. Boom, boom, cat. <laughs> boom, boom, cat. Y'all better get it together. And <laughs> listen, Lord. Kelly is probably who I am. No, Michelle is probably what I feel like. Kelly is probably who I truly am. And Beyonce is what I aspire to be. Because y'all better keep up. Got those. Keep up. We got things to do. Boom, boom, cat. Don't look I at love the it. Don't look at the blood on the floor. Look at me. I need look the- at me. Keep <laughs> it going. Keep it going. <laughs> oh, why Michelle? Or something like that. But it's literally a website dedicated to everything Michelle has done that it's oh. always doing something crazy. If y'all oh. don't know Michelle, now that feels like bullying mm. now. That dang fair. Mm. It is bullying. Like mm. anyway. What would Michelle do? <laughs> WWMD. <laughs> but you know what, y'all? It's time. All right, listen, it's time to be bothered. Hashtag be bothered. Right, let's do it. So I want us to wrap this episode with today. It's the biggest lessons we've learned from blunders throughout life that might help our listeners navigate some of their own mistakes, right? So Kelly, how about kicking it off for us? What would you tell the bee packers to do if they encounter some of these hardships? All right, I'm gonna kick it off like a Baptist preacher with the top three. I'm gonna <laughs> drop three talking points on y'all. First of all, you cannot change the mistakes that you've made, but you can choose how you respond to them, right? That's full stop period. You can't change what happened, but you can change your mindset and how you respond to it. Two, mistakes are inevitable. I feel like we started the conversation with that and avoiding mistakes or trying to be such a robot or so perfect, um, and not allowing yourself to have some freedom, I think you're going to regret that later on in life. So, you know, kind of be comfortable pushing those boundaries a little bit and trying new things, which again, if you try something new, you're going to look a little crazy in the beginning, but just be free and willing to do it. That, you know, anybody who saw me in African dance class knows exactly (laughs) what I am talking about because that five, eight rhythm is not natural for us on the other side of the pond. Okay. That did not come naturally. (laughs) That did not come naturally to me. And I'd say the third point, and maybe this is the most important one for me is that you are not your mistake. So mistakes don't define who you are and they don't reflect on your value. And it took me a long ass time to learn that it it took me well into my thirties people to fully grasp that I am not the mistakes that I make. So that's probably the one that I'd say is most important. What about you, Kim? Those are good, Kelly. While you were saying that, I was thinking E plus O equals, I'm sorry, it's E plus R equals O. So the event plus your response equals the outcome. Mm -hmm. And so you have control over what life gives you. You just have to take accountability for it because the event will happen as uncontrollable, but your response is totally under your control. So just be accountable for your actions and and let the shit go. And, And like Michelle, get up and move on. Okay, get up and move on. Boom, boom, cat. Keep it moving. Keep it moving. You're going to bring Michelle back up again. Michelle said, y'all better move on and call her dog on name. She's going to sue us. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I guess the lesson I would leave to them is literally like those little kids. Determine, is this a big problem or a little problem? And how can I fix it? And it really does come down to that. It, It Regardless if it's something at work or relationships, right? If y'all have an argument, it's this big or little. Okay, how are we going to fix it? Let it go. Let's move on. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, but give yourself the grace of that time in between that you that you can have to really figure out 
what is the solution? What is, how do I tackle this problem? That doesn't have to be a rush thing. Take your time, think it through, do it right the first time. And yeah. I like it. Give yourself the grace. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in as always. Please be sure to follow us on our social media accounts, YouTube, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Tell us what you thought about today's episode in the comment section below. And please let us know if there is another B word that you want us to unpack in future episodes. All right, BPAC, until the next time, stay positive. Give yourself grace. Keep being willing to make mistakes and fail forward. And until the next time, let's keep unpacking. Thank you for unpacking another B Word with Kelly, Kim, and Ebony. Follow the B Word on Instagram at the B Word Unpacked and follow Goodstock Consulting on Facebook and YouTube. Learn more about Goodstock at www.goodstockconsulting.com.